Hi, welcome back to I Am Broken, formerly Broken, Strength Under Control. I'm your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for joining me. Before I get started, let's just open up with a word of prayer. Gracious and Heavenly Father, I come before you tonight. Just want to say thank you. Want to give you glory. Want to give you honor. Want to give you praise because you're worthy, Father God. You are worthy of so much more than what I could ever offer to you, Father God. Now, Lord, I just ask that you just step in and be my voice, Father God. I'm going to be the vessel, but you will be my voice, my mouthpiece, Father God, that your word will come through me, Father God, and that the ears will hear, Father God, and declare the things of you, Father God. And you made everything to be good. Now, Lord, I pray for the minds of your people, Father God. I just speak and plead the blood of Jesus over the thoughts and the intents of the heart of your people, Father God. I pray your strength where they are weak, Father God. I pray for any and everyone connected, Father God. I pray for signs, wonders, and miracles, Father God. I even pray that If they're struggling, Father God, mentally, Father God, that there will be a sign to someone who cares, Father God, and even to just someone you may send, Father God, that may not know them, Father God, that may make a world of difference. Now, Lord, if there be anything in us, Father God, that's not like you, I ask for forgiveness, Father God, believing in faith where I'm faithless, you are still yet faithful to purify and cleanse of Cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. And so, Lord, with that being said, I just say thank you. So even as we extend grace and forgiveness to others, Father God, let us do the same for ourselves. And Lord, if I've offended or wounded anyone, I pray that they will forgive me as well, Father God. So now I just ask that not only will we be hearers of your word, but be doers, Father God. And so, Lord, I thank you today. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Well, welcome back. Hope you all had a good week since the last time we gathered. I just want to say thank you for the sacrifices. I want to say thank you for everyone who tunes in and listen to what I have to say. I thank you for just your diligence, being faithful to the podcast. I just thank you. Um, I'm grateful to God because I know that it is made possible because of him. And so, you know, last week I talked about imposter syndrome. And I covered quite a bit of things in that. So, you know, um, in doing so, you know, I told you guys a lot of times I could be listening to a message I could just be sitting in quiet, total silence. And sometimes that's where I get the topics that I want to talk about week to week. Sometimes God don't give it to me. Sometimes he'll give it to me right after I'm done with the podcast. He'll give me another topic for the following week. And so, you know, I Google everything because everything's on the Internet. Most of it is not true. But most of it, you know, some of it is. So, but it's your interpretation, your own interpretation of what you seek after, what you read, um, what you listen to, um, what you look at. It's your own interpretation of those things. And so tonight I want to talk about 
The devil has borders. Yes, you heard it. He has limitations. So what are you saying, Robin? What I'm saying to y'all is the devil has borders. He has limitations. The enemy can only do what God allows him to. He needs his permission. Well, you know, the thing about that is, too, is, is that God will not override your will. Yep, let me repeat that again. God will not override your will. That's because just, just who he is. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to force anything upon you because that would be contrary to his character and his nature. And he is not like that. So a lot of times we want to have God's will, but did you know that there is his perfect will and his, then there, his, there is his permissible will? Well, you know, ideally I want to be in his perfect will. And like I said, again, God will not override your will. The scripture that came to mind when I thought about this, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Isaiah 54, 17. So everything that tries to rise up against you, God will condemn that. If you're his. And so the devil has limitations. He has to get permission. So when I started thinking about the devil has borders, well, what is a border? A border is the edge or boundary of something or part near it to come very close to being a dividing line. And what I thought about was God drawing a line for the enemy. Setting parameters of how far he can go. And it also made me think about, you know, when you was a kid, Somebody was messing with you. You always drew this invisible line in between you and said, you better not cross that line. I feel like that's what God, what God does to the Satan, what God does to Satan. He draws a line and says, you better not cross it. Well, then he don't really even have to tell him he better not cross it because we already know he's defeated. So when you think about, you know, because I, I had this, this, conversation with the Lord because I talk to God just like I'm talking right now it was just like Lord I know that you could do something about this virus but why is it still going on why why hasn't there been some healing and some deliverance and truthfully speaking healing and deliverance I feel and believe in my heart that that is a mindset. If you believe that you are healed and delivered, then you will be. If you confess and profess that over your life, then you will be. 
God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So if you operating in fear, which most of us have, myself included. Why? Because when this all started, we were not prepared. I know I wasn't. And I don't know about anybody else, but I can honestly tell you, I was not prepared to be in the house with limited access to outside. I became very territorial and very protective of inside the house, you know, and so, yeah, you know, so he can't do any more than God allows him to. And so a lot of people feel like, you know, that God allowed this virus to happen. I don't believe that. And these are my personal beliefs. So you do not have to agree with what I'm saying. Um, these are just my beliefs. I believe that he is using it for his kingdom and his glory and our goodness and our purpose. But I don't believe that he caused this or allowed. I don't believe he caused this to happen. A lot of people say, well, you know, because for a while there you would have people to say, well, don't you believe in God? Of course I do. But you have to operate in wisdom also because he talks about having wisdom in his word. Now, I'm just not going to be out here all willy nilly being foolish. I'm not going to be in these huge, you know, open environments with all these people, close proximity and just different things like that. I ain't doing all that. I pick and choose when I want to leave my home. I pick and choose when I want someone to visit my home. That's a precautionary measure, not just for them, but for me. And you have, I said this last week, you have to protect your space, your boundaries. You have to protect them because if not, people and things will come in and disrupt and leave you in a space and a place where you're just like, man, what in the world is going on? Yeah. So there are several terms that the devil is referred to as. One we know is Satan. A personification of evil. So when you think about the devil, you think about Satan, whatever you want to call him. It, yeah. It's a personification of evil which is the opposite of who God is. So Satan, resistor. Well, you know, his word talks about if that you resist the devil, he will flee. That means he got to leave you alone. So if you're not entertaining, having conversation, allowing him access, he got to leave you alone. Devil, slanderer. Lying on you, speaking ill-mannered against you. That's what he do. The serpent. We've known him from the beginning. He, another word for serpent, deceiver. He was the thing that deceived Eve in the garden. Was a serpent. Tempter. 
Well, there really wasn't another word for that, but we know we heard him that as that when Jesus had finished his fast and he came to tempt him in his flesh, all that. I, everything. He tried to tempt him. And what did he say? What did Jesus do? He counteracted everything that the devil used or tried to use in that moment with God's word. Liar, we already know. He is the father of lies. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, I just heard a pastor talk about this steal, kill, and destroy. He said a lot of times you're fighting for survival because you're trying to kill some things that the enemy have sent. But you got to know the difference in between when he's trying to steal something, when he's trying to kill, or when he's trying to destroy. Because he could be in the process of trying to steal things such as your joy, such as your peace. You're distracted because you're trying to survive and you're fighting a battle when really you're opening a door for him to come in and take the very thing that he was already, he was trying to take in the first place. You just open the door for him to come in and do it because your focus is somewhere else. is not where it needs to be at. And so when I thought about the devil having borders and having limitations, there was three things that came to mind when I thought about God. God is omnipotent, which means that God is in total control of himself and his creation. That means he's in control of everything. He's not taken back by whatever the enemy tries to do. That's not who he already knows what he's going to do. The problem is we tend to fall for the same things at different times in our life. Omni. What does Omni mean? All. Pope. Power. So God is all powerful. That's why and how he's in control total control of himself and his creation we are his creation the earth is his creation it cannot do anything unless God gives it permission so when he created the heavens and the earth from the earth it could not do any more than what he said when he spoke his word over it when he divided the, the land from the sea, the waters only come but so far and it only has permission to do what God says. Let's just be mindful of that. So God has unlimited power and authority. He can do anything and everything that is consistent with his will and nature. God spoke and by the power of his word, everything was. Again, he said, let there be light. It wasn't light until his word came forth. That's who we serve. That's who has control over our life. 
And you should be excited to know that nothing gets past him. So everything was created from nothing. It didn't become something until he spoke his word. It extends to governments and leaders. He restrains them or let them go their way according to his plan and purposes. Daniel 2, 21 says, he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Meaning, governments, leaders, we should all be praying for our government and our leaders. Why? Because they only get to do what God will allow them to do. Most of them have the wrong agenda. Why? Because they're operating contrary to what God has said. The foundations of this world was built off the principles of God. But have you noticed that they've taken prayer out of school? You know, our kids are being bullied and picked on if they pray over their food at lunchtime. Just so many different things that they're trying to remove God out of everything. But how can you when he created all things? He's all powerful. So his power is unlimited in regard to Satan and his demons. Satan's attack on Job was limited to only certain actions. He was restrained by God's unlimited power. Job 42, 2 says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. So what the devil tried to get Job to do was curse God and die. Job was upset. I believe he was probably irritated and frustrated like most of us get in today's time. But could you imagine having everything and then the next moment, within a moment, not having nothing? And then on top of it, you got boils and all different. You don't even look like the same person. And your circle is even trying to get you to speak against God. That's a deep place right there. So I have to commend Job for staying true to who he served because in the end, he got double for his trouble. And that's usually what God will do for us. And have you ever noticed that your greatest battles and your biggest fights comes when you're on the brink of your greatest blessings and biggest opportunities, y'all, that right there in itself will preach, but I'm not even going to touch that one. God allows us and uses certain things to happen to allow his purpose to unfold, including allowing Jesus to die for the redemption of mankind. So if he did not spare him, his own son, whom he loved, who served him, who knew no sin, but became it for us to redeem us. You have to know that he has his hands on you and me. And we have to remember that he's all powerful. 
And there's nothing that the devil or his demons, his minions, whatever you want to call them, can do to stop it. What's, what's for you is for you. And whatever God has, it's for you. And the devil can't keep you from getting it. You could keep you from getting it, but the devil can't keep you from getting it. Okay, so number two, God is omniscient. Again, omni means all. Omniscient, knowing. So he's all knowing, having complete and unlimited knowledge, awareness or understanding, perceiving all things. God created all things, controls all things and knows all things. He know more than we could ever know. We know to a certain extent, but God knows past that extent. Why? Because he created everything. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything that's going to happen in between. Why? Because he designated a time and a season for everything. And that's enough right there in itself to just know he's all knowing. So that means before you even have a thought, he already know what that is. Before you act on a thought, he already know you're going to do it. The good thing about God that I love is that He's right there whenever I need him. He's not like people, not wishy-washy. He's not sometimey. He's always there. Even when it doesn't feel like he's there, he is. And so I'm thankful for that. He knows all things, including when the end will be. Nothing gets past him, including the tricks of the enemy. Jesus dying on the cross defeated Satan. So we won this over 2,000 years ago. Of course, now, you know, the book of Revelation talks about how he will be able to rule on the earth for a certain time frame. Because none of us know when Jesus is coming back. We don't know when this time will be near. Some have said we are in the last days. But a thousand years is like a day to the Lord and a day is like a thousand years. And we are living in the dispensation of grace. So we really don't know when it's your time It's your time. You know, of course, I've had this conversation with the Lord. Truth moment here. Lord, let me be one of those people that just get caught up. That I don't die. That you look over, see me, then I'm gone because you don't call me up. I think for most, I know for myself, when I thought when I think about death, um, you know, to be absent in, in the body is to be present with the Lord. So, you know, when I think about death, I always I guess the, the, the thing that gets most of us is, is we don't know how we gonna go. Uh, and I don't even think any of us think about the fact that. If he comes for us, he got greater things on the other side for us to do. And we can rejoice in the fact that we will be with him for eternity. Well, you know, not all of us, because, again, you do have you get to choose. You get to choose if you're going to serve God or if you're going to serve the devil. So now if you serve in the devil, well, you got a place and hell is real. 
I believe that wholeheartedly, just like I believe heaven is real. Now, what goes on in either place, I don't know nothing about because I haven't been. But I could tell you this much. I'm not trying to go to hell. That's for sure. Uh, so human nature has limitations. This is why we need him. Because we have limitations. And he made it that way for a reason. The devil cannot be everywhere. He uses demons and minions to do his work. He cannot know everything. That would make him like God. And we already know that he isn't. If he knew, he would have saw this, his defeat coming ahead of time when Jesus died on the cross. So if he could know everything, then he would have knew that he was already defeated when God had Jesus come down and then go to the cross for us. He uses old tricks. You must learn this. He don't come with no new stuff. He come with all old stuff. And depending on where you are mentally, emotionally, spiritually, a lot of times we don't realize that we have left a crack open or crevice open, a door open. And we have let him right on in. And he comes with the same old, same old. He don't use anything new. And because he cannot be everywhere all the time, he uses his minions to do his work for him. So you have to just be careful about where you are. And this has been, um, you know, a rough time here within the last week. I'll get to that at the end. Um, but God is omnipresent. God is present everywhere at all times. God can be present to a person in a manifest manner. Psalm 46 one said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The devil can't be everywhere. If he could, then that would make him like God. And we already know he is not. God created him. And he got the big head pride, whatever else you want to call it, that he no longer wanted to follow the rules. So he had it coming, like most of us. He rebelled against God. And he's been in a constant rebellion against God. So it's not about God versus the devil, because he's never... There isn't anything or anyone that could compare or compete with him. So he's not in competition with Satan. <laughs> and the sooner we realize that, the better off. Because a lot of people say it's good versus evil. You have a choice. And again, I would rather be in his perfect will than his permissible will. It's two totally different things. Better learn which, which one you want to be in. And he gives us free will. The ability to choose. The devil going to come and bring some stuff because why? He know what you like. He listens to what you be talking about, who you be talking to. 
and he will send and bring that very thing, that very person. Got to be careful. And I had to learn that the hard way. My mom used to always say, what looks good to you ain't good for you. That's a true statement. Very true statement. You can get caught up like that. When you let your eyes lead and your flesh lead, you can get caught up. And so, you know, this last week have been a really hard week for a lot of people. Suicide is on the rise. And there have been several people in the last week, I believe it was like three people who committed suicide. And they were young. And so we have got to check up on our people. We have got to be mindful. Some, this pandemic, this lack thereof has really been a hindrance. It's been hurting a lot of, a lot of us. And I know even for myself, um, sometimes you can get to a place where you're lonely um, and just so many different emotions going through your, and your going through your mind and, and all different kind of things. So you have all these things going on and anxiety and depression and different things just come to try to trip you up. And a lot of times it's easier said than done. I am not one to tell somebody, um, girl, you better just, you know, better hold on. That's a true concept. But now, that's a pet peeve of mine also. Why is it a pet peeve? Because how do you know I'm not holding on? How do you know I'm not praying about it? How do you know that I'm not seeking God's wisdom on the situation or the circumstance? And sometimes you have some people that could be very insensitive, but mental health is real and we have got to be mindful. Yes, God is in control. He knows all things. He's everywhere all the time. But we don't know what was in the minds of the individuals who took their lives in the last week. And I would just challenge you all to just pray. Pray for the minds of the people. If you know someone that struggles with mental health, call and check on them. And when you're not checking on them, be praying for them, standing in the gap. This is how this works. This is how we can come together by touching and agreeing. A lot of times people just want to know that you're there. Show up. Show up. And there's plenty of ways to show up for that person, whether it's family or not. And being a person who have struggled with mental health, well, not really mental health, but depression, anxiety, um, being in a place of suicide, um, being in the hospital for wanting to take my own life. I understand. 
I understand exactly how you could get to that place. Because the perception of what people see. A lot of times they think that you have it all together because I don't know how many people thought that I had it all together. It looked the way I wanted it to look. And those that really know me or knew me knew that there was there was no truth in what I wanted people to see. So I would just, again, challenge you all to just continue to just pray for the minds of God's people, just people in general, whether it's family or not, whether you know them or not, because mental health is real. I hope you all got something out of this. Um, but before I go, I want to let you know that my book, the second edition, Broken to Be or Not to Be, that is the question, is on Amazon. It's on Kindle and you can get a paperback. Go to Amazon. If you haven't had a chance, get a copy of it. Matter of fact, get a couple copies. Send it to someone that you might know. It is a small book with a powerful word in it. Um, took me 12 years to write it because of just so many different things going on in my life. Again, I struggled with depression, anxiety, suicide. I struggled with that. And it's been, I want to say, January 1st of this year marked the 18th year. Yeah, 18 years since I had the bout with depression and suicide, since I went into my counselor's office and told her that I no longer needed her services. And has things happened along the way? Of course. I just was just determined that I was not going to allow it to take me out. That God's word, God's voice, God's presence in my life was more powerful than that, than any depression, any anxiety. Is it a fight? Of course, daily, daily. I tell people all the time, it's a fight every day when I get up. It's a choice to believe positive, to stay positive. That's why I said last week, you got to protect your space and your environment because it is important. I cannot stress that how important it is to protect your space. But remember, God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present. So anything that the devil tried to do, you can best cool believe he has to get permission to do it. And then there's limitations on how far he can go. Limitations on how far he can go. So that in itself should be, you should rejoice and praise and worship because of that, that he has limitations. God has placed limitations on him. I'm your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for joining me. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course, Podbean. I want to say thank you again for your sacrifice. Blessings to you. Have a good evening.